Well, hello, friends, and thank you for joining me in our daily reading from God's Holy Word. Today, we're reading Mark chapter 10, verses 13 to 31. Now, in this lesson, Jesus teaches us how to enjoy the blessing of belonging to the kingdom of heaven. Before we read, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, speak to our hearts and help us to hear Jesus. In his name I pray. Amen. Mark chapter 10, verse 13. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, see, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life but many who are first will be last and the last first in his teaching on the kingdom of heaven jesus cradles children confronts a rich man and comforts his disciples first the children parents who believed in Jesus, brought their children to Jesus to be blessed by him. As all faithful Christian parents do, we bring them to his church and we ask Jesus to save them and protect them and keep them for himself. 
His disciples, however, took the attitude that Jesus was too busy for infants. His kingdom ministry was too important for him to be bothered by parents of children. And Jesus got hot with anger for hindering them. For his kingdom belongs to infants and toddlers, the little ones you can take up in your arms. He says, in fact, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Little children aren't people who do, but people who are done for. They don't provide for themselves. They are provided for. They don't work to earn. They simply receive what is given. So it is that by grace we are saved through faith. And this is not our undoing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. Notice how the rich man didn't understand this. He asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Hear that attitude? Surely there's something I must accomplish, some way I can work myself into it. So Jesus, in an often misunderstood passage, points him to God's commands. Don't murder, don't steal, honor your parents, etc. But not because Jesus is saying you can save yourself by your obedience to God. But in order to humble the man, to show him he is unworthy of the kingdom, that he hasn't loved God with all his heart, soul, strength, and mind, nor has he loved his neighbor as himself, which is the whole point of the commandments. But the guy is so proud of himself. He hasn't begun to see all the ways he breaks God's law of love in word and deed and desire. So Jesus presses him. You said, I'm a good teacher. But you know that only God is good, right? And if that's the case, how can you stand here and tell me you yourself are a good man? Don't you know yourself? Don't you know you love yourself more than God or others? That's not good. Here's how I'll prove it to you. And more importantly, here's how I'll cut you off at the knees and humble you. So he says, you lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. And the man didn't, because he really loved his possessions more than the good God standing right in front of him. And he went away sorrowful. Now, Jesus wasn't being mean, and he certainly wasn't saying, you can buy heaven by selling your possessions and giving to the poor. But Jesus was being truthful and loving, Jesus wasn't teaching him, if you just jump through one more hoop, you're in. He used the law like a mirror to show the man his own wicked heart, but the man didn't have eyes to see. Look, you'll never do enough if eternal life is something you can get by doing. But how proud the man who thinks he can. You've got to receive it as a free gift. As Paul in Romans says, now to the one who works... His wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. How blessed then is the man or the woman, the boy or the girl, whom the Lord forgives and counts as righteous, as a gift through faith in Jesus. Now in the final encounter, Jesus comforts his disciples Well, first he disturbs them. He says, it's impossible for rich people to get themselves into God's kingdom. 
It would be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. It can't be done. Not by them. Riches won't help you get in. But they can be a hindrance to getting in. Rich people who put their hopes in their own kingdoms in this world will be disinterested in the kingdom of God. So who then can be saved? Jesus says with man it is impossible. But not with God. For all things are possible with God. God can humble the proud and give grace to the humble. After all, God saved Abraham and Job and Zacchaeus, all rich men whom he humbled. Then Peter, thinking of the rich man, begins to say, you know, we've given everything to follow you. And Jesus, uh, uh, not rebuking him, uh, cuts him off and comforts him. He knows he's giving Peter the kingdom. Peter isn't going to earn it. But the disciples of Jesus do give up a lot as they follow Jesus. And Jesus wants to comfort us. He says, you can't outgive your father in heaven. Truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. What a generous father we serve. He gives salvation freely to those who look away from themselves and to his son. And any loss we might suffer in serving him is more than made up for by him. It's worth it to follow Jesus. Let's pray. Father in heaven, have mercy on us. Forgive our sins. Grant us to be righteous in Christ and take us for your children into your heavenly kingdom. In his name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening in and I hope you'll join me next time.